Welcome back to Comics School, everybody. My name is Mike Dando. I am an associate professor of English and education at St. Cloud State University, and you are listening to Comics School. And I could not be more thrilled. I maybe could be more thrilled, but I think it would be dangerous. I mean, dangerous levels of thrilldom Smidge more today. thrill would be helpful. Um, our guests today, I'm very, very excited. Um, long time, I've been a long time fan of theirs. Um, some say their biggest fan. Um, they said I'm their biggest fan. Only fan. There's a know. competition. For uh, that. There's a competition for there's that now. Competition. <laughs> we have um, some huge fan. We have three I, fans, but they're all right. Huge they all fans. are just ardent. <laughs> they're all huge. Um, they're all huge. As you, as you can tell, uh, these are some of the. Some of the coolest people, uh, coolest kids in school. Um, they are the co-hosts of an excellent podcast. After you're done listening to this episode, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't uh, subscribed to Pop and Play already. Um, doctors Haney Yoon and Nathan Holbert. Welcome, Ooh. guys. <laughs> Welcome, folks. Hey. Um, why don't Thanks you tell us? Why, yeah, of course. Why don't you tell folks um, where you're at and what? what your whole deal is um in terms of in in terms of um what you what work you're doing and um and what your um uh, like your research and interests are yeah we can do that i mean so where am i at i'm in my office right now boom <laughs> which is where which is thrilling um, so uh you know not to spoil haney's introduction but haney and i are both professors at Teachers College, uh, Columbia University in New York City. And so that's where I'm located right now. That's where I'm at right now uh, is in New York. And um, my research is around play and uh, obviously very relevant to your the podcast here to comic school. Um, I'm particularly interested in how we can kind of create technologies and tools or spaces that uh, in, encourage kids to create things that they're passionate about or explore ideas that they're interested in. And so uh, as part of that, I do a lot of building like games or building maker spaces or designing different types of experiences or activity. Uh, and then try to ask questions about how the designs of those tools or those environments or those technologies, um, you know, invite people to sort of see themselves in those spaces or invite people to sort of recognize issues or, or, or challenges or phenomena in the world that they want to explore more deeply or they want to solve. Um, or even maybe it's just they get interested in science and this is a tool for them to kind of explore and practice more deeply in that space. So play, making, fun, that's the stuff that I, I think about and care about. That's that's excellent. That's excellent. And Haney, what are uh what's your whole deal? What is your deal, Haney? My whole <laughs> I am absolutely, I'm absolutely positive. There's a more professional way to do that, but there, I'm not. I'm not willing to. For that in a very long story. To, yep. Try harder. But is this a psychotherapy session? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. um, okay, so I'm Haney. I also do research on play. Um, I'm also I'm very interested in like spying on kids and spying in a very good way um, <laughs> just to understand like what play means for them like how they make meaning out of it like what it means for their relationships what it means for their learning all of that so I just feel like we never really like look at just people playing and then try to really understand what that means um, and so I think that's what I try to do in classrooms and now like Nathan and I have been thinking about like now what does that mean beyond 
school age, like K through 12. What does it mean for adults? What does it mean for teachers? What does it mean for researchers, people in industry? Like, how does play kind of inform the things that they do? And not the kind that's forced necessarily, but the kind that we just naturally might be inclined to do more of. So that's sort of what I've been doing. And related to this podcast, Comic School, I basically got into comics because of spying on kids. So that's it. <laughs> that's More to come later. That's, that is that is <laughs> absolutely wonderful. And and listeners and I have both of both of our fans um, will know that we talk about there's a difference between that idea of playing uh, authentically um, and and enjoying you know the the authentic sense of inquiry versus like the gamification like you get right. two experience points for bringing your math homework like <laughs> not what we mean yes. we mean authentic like leveled up the- on math homework <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> i'm a level 12 paladin of adding like oh, oh, no. i work really well i work really well with rewards rewards are definitely All a right. key to my intrinsic motivation <laughs> no i think i think there's a wealth of literature of like Living things like to get other things. Push the button, get a cookie. Like, I'm I'm in cookie. Yeah, I give I give right. me a cookie after every uh, right. episode of Pop and Play we record. I'll tell it. Little, awesome. The reward. Um, <laughs> but what we're talking about with 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 play um, is that authentic sense of inquiry and engagement and socialization and and and, and a number of um, um, meaningful <laughs> meaningful like enjoyable engagements with each other. Um, so let's talk as we do, as is our custom. Um, we always start with an origin story, but this one we've got uh, uh, an extra kind of bonus origin story because uh, we're gonna we're gonna do our traditional what's your what's your comics origin story. But I'd love to hear about how Pop and Play um, as a podcast, um, especially um, where it is and how it is and when it is, um, you know, at Teachers College in this moment. Um, during during the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Um, well, well, Haney, you, let's let's. You said you got you got into comics from spying on kids, which is in no way <laughs> a weird thing at all. I'm Super kidding. Normal. I'm Super kidding. Normal. Absolutely. Uh, so, what does that what does that mean? Like, kids were like reading comics. You're like, what are these? Like, what? Okay, no, <laughs> what not these small little books. Comics. What's yes, that? here's what. Not necessarily reading comics, comics, but here's like how it started. So Nathan already knows this. I'm like not a big comics person in childhood. Like I liked things like I liked things that like basic girls would like, which is kind of annoying. You know, I don't want to be that person, but basic I like those things. And I also like garbage pail kids and things like that. I like stickers. Well, you know, wait, stuff I'm like out. That. You're like I like no, I like the things that all girls like: garbage pail kids, <laughs> fires. But, but what? I did set fire to my garbage can one time. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. That is a you different origin story. Traditional is... girl stuff, white arson. That's her villain, villain yes. origin story. But, okay, but, okay, let me get back to the point. So, um, my, okay, so there was a point where, you know, I think all throughout, like, when I was in K through two classrooms and, like, take, doing these ethnographies and children's lives, like, they always mentioned things like toys and comics and stuff like that. And I would, like, keep a record of that. And that was partly, like, pop culture, right? I'm like, what is pop culture for kids? Like, how are they doing things with them? What does it right. mean? And um, so I'm doing that. And I'm also, like, keeping track of these things. And I was like, oh, that seems like enough. 
right? But then as time went on, I was like, no, that's actually not enough. Like I have to understand All right, we what get it, it is that they're saying. <laughs> Yeah. And I would do, and it was like, it was like gradual. So I would watch like episodes of like Loud House or something. And I'm like, oh, this is the worst. I hate this show so much. <laughs> Everybody just screams all the time. Like, I can't take it. That's what we, that's what so we call my house, things. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like 12 kids in that show and literally all of them scream. Um, and so then there was like this point where I was doing this year long ethnography in kindergarten. And this is when I got like really serious because there was one kid that I was really interested in that was very into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. And so I, the reason why I connected it was because I like watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. And so it's yeah. like funny, right? Because yeah. it's not like a loud house thing where I'm like, this show, this terrible show just came into the scene like right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was this thing that had like traction for decades and mm. decades. And now I'm like experiencing it again through this other kid that has a different experience through it. So then I started buying like all these Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics. And then I bought like this like collector set. <laughs> and then, like I just looked at all of these different things. And so then as time went on, I started doing that with other comics. Like there was another year where the, a kid was really into Deadpool. So then I started to like get really into Deadpool. So then I started buying Deadpool comics just to see what it's all about. And I kid you not, it gives me a whole different perspective and analysis on what these kids are doing in play when I really understand it. So I'm only going to show this because it's like on my desk right now because it's the thing that I'm looking at. But I also bought a Cooking with Deadpool. <laughs> okay, it's like food that Deadpool would like. Okay, with all of his like little speech bubble quirks, like he acts exactly, exactly like Deadpool. Okay, like look at this. You can make Shikla's special sauce. <laughs> and we are anyway, for those of you so not watching the YouTube, and we are we are uh, again. If you haven't looked at the YouTube channel or subscribed, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. We have a YouTube channel. Oh no, people don't um, see me. But but for those of you looking, there's definitely a steak with a knife in it. There was a knife in um, it. Just that a raw awesome. steak with his like cooking with Deadpool. Stab. I actually thought, I was like, at right. first I thought that was a croissant with a knife in it, which was funnier to me. No, there's like it's just funny to me because it's like all the speed bubbles are like things that Deadpool would say. Like just dumb things that he would say all the time, you know? And I'm like, so it is my like so my next thing is that I'm going to cook one of these recipes and look at Watch um, it. Read a Deadpool then, comic while you cook. Uh, I it's gonna be awesome. That's absolutely fantastic. Um as a as a quasi tangent, um, I have noticed that there's cooking with your favorite pop culture things, like cooking with like Wakanda. And I just bought my kid uh -huh. who's really into Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of teenage, teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm -hmm. he's really into Ghostbusters, like cooking with the Ghostbusters, and it's like done. Mm -hmm. It's like Peter Fankman's like, so you want to make an ecto cooler, yeah. huh? I was like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's very interesting. Pour kind lots of, trend. of sugar packets into right. this water. <laughs> right. Green, green, yellow, green. Yeah. The end. <laughs> <laughs> cooking. All right. Um, yeah. Pretty much. So that's that's fantastic. I love what you said about like there's. And we could we'll talk probably talk about this a little bit later, but the idea of there's there's a difference between re, you said re-experiencing, which I think is a really interesting phrase because that's not nostalgia. Like, am I start there? Am I like that's up, teenage mutant ninja turtles? But they're like, oh, it actually helps me. Like, I'm re 
I'm I'm re-experiencing these these yeah. these artifacts or these these cultural sort of instantiate. I don't know because yeah. TJ Ninja Turtles is it's this like yeah, they aren't getting... the same thing. They look exactly different, yeah, but then sure. they carry on some like mm-hmm. Michelangelo is always the goofy one. Party dude. Mm-hmm. Except, well, I won't say I won't say that, but you definitely should that's, keep that's reading actually, Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Don't spoil. That was one of my. I, I'm, not, I'm not going to. I won't say later. I won't <laughs> don't spoil anything. Um, but yes, um, Nathan. Uh, and so we've got Haney, who is furiously stabbing food uh, because Deadpool told her to. Um, <laughs> because one time there was a kid who really loved Deadpool, and I love that you just followed that, and you're like, these kids are right because you do early early childhood stuff. Uh-huh. Right, it's like these yeah. kids are right. I mean, and this Deadpool kid great. that really liked De- this kid that really liked Deadpool was literally had Deadpool's personality. <laughs> yeah, you don't casually and I'm like, oh, De- this kid, I understand him better now because right. I understand yeah. Deadpool. And, and it's channel. funny because <laughs> as you have demonstrated, even in our this short time, there's no such thing as a casual Deadpool fan. Like he's like, no. I'm now going to cook with Deadpool. <laughs> I'm now going to live that Deadpool life. All right. <laughs> yes. Oh, Nathan. I'll be spending summer poolside. Oh, oh snap. <laughs> Hashtag poolside. Gross. Um, Nathan. I, you know, I just want to point out, though, um, and we've talked about this on, on Pop and Play, but, like, I, I love that story because I think it is, it, first of all, speaks to, like, Haney as a as a good human being, but also like absolutely a brilliant researcher because I think mo- most of us, whenever we in you know do work with kids and 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 conduct research with children, I think sometimes we uh, take them very seriously and sometimes we really kind of try to engage with them. But like not very rarely do we take them as seriously as I think Haney did here. And I think right. you know, I, I find this very instructive for my own work about like no no, no if you really want to take kids seriously, spend some time with the things that they're mm. spending time with, and right. and you'll find that it really changes the way you understand the data or the right. the observations or the artifacts that they're building. And, uh, and spend you time have with to it. Put in that work. Yeah. And that doesn't mm-hmm. mean like, hmm, what does this mean? Like, just go read a Deadpool comic, man. Mm-hmm. Go, go, <laughs> or, go. Or make a go, quesadilla. Right. And be go like, make what a chimichanga and like eat it and like go for <laughs> go a walk. make a chimichanga. Right? Like, yeah. I but, do feel like that, the chimichanga is like the apex recipe in this book. <laughs> Ooh. You're working towards it. It's like you have like, to level up to that. Le- you have to level up. Start with ice. Um, <laughs> I look forward to the Deadpool dinner party at your place soon. Uh, <laughs> the um, oh my god, yeah, but but spending time with it, not as a not not as trying to like. All right, well, I need to read this so I can leverage. I can I can leverage it for my experience because like you're not like changing the way you're approaching things. You're using it as a, as an instrument or a mechanism rather than an experience, which um, doesn't really tend to change your, your framework. So I a hundred percent agree. I hundred percent agree with that. I love that story so very much. Um, Now for stories that are less uh, exciting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Never the boring one. All right. So from under the bus, Nathan, (laughs) (laughs) what's what's your comics? What's your comics uh, origin story, sir? I I don't know. Yeah. So when I was thinking about this, um, I know for sure that when I was a kid, my next door neighbor, who was my best friend, 
was really into comics and he always wanted me to be into comics too. And I was like, okay, sure. Like, I guess I'm into them, but I didn't have any money to buy them. And so like, he would occasionally be like, here, have one of my old ones. Like, just like, just get into them. And like, he just really wanted me to get into comics. So he would like give me his old comics and I would read them and I would kind of enjoy them a little bit. Um, that was typically X-Men. So I'd read old X-Men comics. And then, um, but also, you know, being as we are of a certain age, like we grew up when like the, the Michael Keaton Batman movie came out, which was like this huge, like cultural phenomenon. Uh, so that was really exciting. And I think, so, so the sort of idea of comics and comic characters, superhero characters in particular, were kind of, you know, always a little bit there. Um, but I would say it was probably, uh, maybe in graduate school, whenever I really got back into them. Um, <clears throat> one of my friends gave me, uh, uh, actually, no, actually, it might have been you first, Mike. So, so Mike and I have known each other for a very long time. We were, yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to call you out the second I hear an untruth. <laughs> like, that's not true. <laughs> nice. I mean, it might have been you. I think you and uh, another one of our friends, John, I think told me that I needed to read uh, Watchmen. So I read Watchmen and I like consumed it in a day. Like I just like, couldn't put it down. I think that was where I was like, okay, hang on. There's more here than I realize. Um, I remember this very well. So yeah, so I was, was, you were like, comics are... And I'm like, do you understand what comics are? You like, I feel your best friend, like from back in the day. I was like, yeah, read Watchmen, and then I accept your apology. And you're like, <laughs> here's the moment. All right. <laughs> so then after that, I, I think after that, I kind of I kept looking for things to get into with them, and I had a friend in, in grad school, uh, Price Davis, who's a professor out in the University of Nottingham now. He would be like, here, read Sandman. So he'd give me Sandman. And then he'd be, and then I'd be like, you know, I really like Batman. He's like, here's all the Batman comics. You need to read Long Halloween. Haney, Batman as a detective. We're not going to get into it again. Uh, I was going to say that. Haney, I, I, I will. I will at any point. <laughs> Welcome to our nine part, our nine part episode. I don't, I feel, I feel, I feel attacked on this podcast <laughs> right well we've turned the tables because in our episode where we discussed this everyone was against yeah, me but I now... feel like, yeah i feel like nathan just intentionally brought that in just to attack he pulled you under the bus too <laughs> yeah uh yeah um and then and then the other thing that keeps happening is so like it's like other people are getting me into comics right so yeah. my friend price throwing comics at me saying oh you gotta read this you gotta read this and then uh once again every time i see mike he'll be like oh here and just hand me a comic and um, I'm like, oh, I guess I need to read this now. <laughs> so like, you know, I read, uh, I got really into kind of Tom King because of you handed me the Vision uh, comic, and then, uh, and then the one after that, um, 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 what's the uh, the guy who escapes? Um, I'm going blank oh, on his Mr. Name. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. I kept wanting to say Fantastic, which I knew was wrong. Mr. Miracle, which is like absolutely astonishingly good. So it, it, it's like my experience with comics is late, coming to them late, and always coming to them as. I don't have the time or energy to curate it myself. So I, I ask other people to do the curation for me and like, yeah. tell me what to read and I'll go yeah. read it. Uh, and I love it. It's a, it's a lot of fun, but I, you know, not like I'm not deep in any of it, but I, but I do like to kind of pick well, I I like think, to go to I, comic shop. I like to go to comic con, that kind of stuff. And I, I think that's true for so many. And, and you all have, have talked about this on, on pop and play, um, especially in your episode about, um, about collecting. Right, this yeah. idea of like it's a curated as you said it's a curated experience and part of the cool thing about it is the the social aspect of it right like even back to like when your <laughs> shouts out to your best your best neighbor friend was like i just want 
blitzed me. <laughs> and he had X-Men because if, if it was in the 90s, it's still the, if not Jim Lee and Chris Claremont's X-Men is still, I think, the best-selling comic of all time. Like, everyone bought that. Um, spec- yeah. Not just, like, speculators. People are like, X-Men, I'm familiar. Go on. Um, yeah. So it's just a big, there's this big boom. Um, so it's not surprising, but, like, this idea of, like, um, I want to, I, I want a, a community or, or a communal experience, right? You go to the, go yeah. to the comic shop and like, someone's like, ah, like I feel seen when someone's like, I saw this and thought of you. Like, that's the nicest thing that you can, <laughs> yeah. like as a researcher, someone's like, I read this and thought of you. Like it comes through and it's like PDF by Dr. Professional. And like, oh, buddy, thank you. <laughs> but the same thing with the comics is like, Hey man, you should check this out. I think you like it, and that's how like that's how I got turned on to uh, Philadelphia by Rodney Barnes, um, which is uh, a fabulous, fabulous comic. Because somebody was like, "I know you like vampires, and I also know you like social commentary uh, here," <laughs> and I was like, "Well, yes," because uh, I'm reading what I'm reading right now is Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer, uh, which is oh, Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer, but Harriet Tubman. It's freaking great. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit um, now that we've kind of uh, had had the uh, the Batman Superman uh, origin stories. Tell us so how the Justice League happen. How did fight, how how did just like those two Martha? Um, <laughs> well, both our parents are named Martha. Uh, I think uh, so. I think the popular uh, origin story starts with Haney. I think Haney has to yeah. start this. Story. All right, you go, Haney. It, this was your idea. Well, okay. Are you trying to distance yourself no. from your own podcast? No, no. <laughs> no, a- no, very much, very much not. As as I, as you will see whenever I get to. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Story. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I feel like no, I feel like our origin story is way, way back when we first got to TC. Yeah. And I always tell this story. Nathan's heard it a million times. But we, like, someone was like, "Oh, you should talk to Nathan because he does stuff on play, and you do stuff on play." And we're like, "Okay, but we're trying to get tenure. We just got." Yeah, we we came <laughs> at the I same time. Nathan- yeah. Yeah. And Nathan just, I think Nathan and Hannah just had their, had a baby, right? No time for friends. Paternity leave or something. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but early on, we did do a thing where we were like, yeah, we should organize like some kind of AERA panel on play. And so we did like an interdisciplinary thing where it was me and Nathan and someone from art. And like, you know, we just like organized this interdisciplinary panel on play and it was kind of good. And then it got rejected. (laughs) We got it twice, and then finally it got accepted to some other conference. <laughs> uh, I, it was so, accepted to ISLS. Yeah. Yes. Yes. After we did it two times, I cannot believe it. I like, didn't remember it that we failed twice. Times. See, I, I just, we failed I, I twice. Wipe all the failures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember all of them. Every little less. <laughs> I I keep them. I, I I compress them into a dark ball inside the yes, dark. Yes. That's my career. Have so much rage in the inside. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because we're counting all our failures. Social commentary <laughs> there. Yeah. We learned I it. Agree we, learned with it that from, statement. we learned it from our parents in childhood. <laughs> the opinions anyway, expressed okay. on this podcast. I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Um, Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, so we are still interested though in having this conversation, but we're also more interested in getting tenure. 
<laughs> Priorities. So we're like having, yeah. So we're having these sad conversations, but then I think like our tipping point was like, you know, we have a lot of uh, conversations as you know, with our colleague, Louisa Bustavon. And basically that, you know, we were just talking about how we need to make scholarship more public, like try to start having like a cross cultural conversation on play that doesn't involve only academics. And we have to figure out a way to like say it in terms that make sense to people, not just us, right? Like what is the point of the research that we're doing if we're not able to engage the public in thinking about play and thinking about pop culture and thinking about how these things can be like serious and intellectual and imaginative and all of that. And so that's like how the podcast was born. And then I think a supplemental conversation is like, how do we get like, how do we put out and produce other kinds of scholarship that isn't just about like reading your 30 page article that you even <laughs> hate reading by the time you come back? <laughs> what? Originally, yeah, I, I mean, was just going to, this podcast was originally just, um, I invited academics on to just read their papers into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Got terrible. We focus grouped it and. Oh, it wasn't great. loves when people read their talks. It's his favorite. It's his favorite genre of uh, anything. I love actually. it. It makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. He always um, cries yeah. every so time. That was what, and I think that was what it was. I'm, I'm going to let Nathan add on, but I think that was part of it. It's like, how do we have different kinds of conversations with different kinds of people and in different kind of platforms? I, so I defer to you to the actual details because my brain is so broken at this point. I, I don't remember when any of these conversations actually started. I was I was actually just trying to check my email real fast to see like, when was those first submissions? Because I didn't remember that we'd like failed so many times before we succeeded. Um, but I the thing that really sticks out. 2015. See? Like a, like a steel <laughs> every trap that breaks. <laughs> It's on, it's on site. Just ever, it's like, remember 2015? It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> but the thing that I distinctly remember, I mean, I remember us doing um, that session together eventually, which I think was during COVID because we, we ended up recording it. But before that, I remember us having a conversation before COVID, you and Lalitha and I sitting outside in like a, um, on a bench in Columbia. And you, I don't remember if I was had been invited to this meeting or if I just happened to be like happened to be in the same spot and so I kind of crashed it's it. But like walking by eating a sandwich, hey guys, <laughs> I know these people. Like it very well could have been that. I don't remember, but um, Haney will tell me the truth here in just a minute. But um, I remember that that you were talking about this this idea about pop culture and um, really wanting to kind of think more about how you could kind of kind of think about that from an academic perspective, but also still have fun with it and not not be so like overly serious about it. And I also feel like I remember you having, I think you had the name pop and play already, or you had the what's pop and one of those two things, or maybe those, maybe you had both of those things, but you had this idea and and, and you were, and Aletha were talking about it. And I, I just remember sitting there listening, going, I want to do that. And so <laughs> at some point saying like, can I do that with you? <laughs> I, I really distinctly remember me inviting myself, like totally crashing. I don't think you invited like, yourself. I, I think want to I be part of this. Feel like, <laughs> I feel like we intentionally had this meeting with three of us. So I feel like, like probably you were just doing it for dramatic Mike said my origin story was boring. I'm trying to make it more exciting. No, for real. That's how I remember it. I, maybe it is Maybe it is completely imaginary in my, and that's not how it all went down. But I feel like I remember being like, 
Haney's doing this cool thing. I want to be a part of it and I'll, I'll invite myself in and, and then we can play. And then, it, and then, it, you know, we did a lot from there, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. somehow or another, it was something like some combination of those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I love and that lo- you're looking at me like, no, yeah, no. And, none of and lo things. and behold, <laughs> I'll start it on Here a park bench. I was sitting there. Let's fall. I'll start it on a park bench. My friend, fall in the, my in friend the- Steve Jobs <laughs> walked by. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that's right. Jobs. Uh, I was in a garage. This, it was part of this. In a garage. This we feels started. fabricated. Um, <laughs> so, um, and and you you both have alluded to this in in a couple of in, at a couple of points. Um, we talk about play um, and um, the importance of imagination and the importance of um, social social engagement, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I guess the question that, that first comes to mind is, is a two-parter. Why for you, for, for you both, um, does play matter and how, how do you define, like, I guess the first thing we should do is define what play is and then why it matters. And then like, think about how comics are a part of play. Um, cause it seems self-evident to me, but, um, I'm wondering how you are thinking, how you all are thinking about that. Haney first. <laughs> Nathan first. Never mind. No, Nathan first. Nathan first. Go, Nathan. I don't, I'll, I'll start. I, I go don't, for Holbert. Um, go for Holbert. I don't, I, uh, I'll be completely honest. I don't know that I can define it. Like, I don't think I can, I could probably do it. And maybe come up with something that I was halfway. Well, that's our show, with. folks. <laughs> I, I think I have I'm like kidding, a I'm real. Kidding. No, I know. Right. I, I I think I have a real resistant to to try to define it. Not because I think you can't, or not because I'm any sure. sort of like overly intellectual about it. But I just think that like as soon as I try to pin it down, I I end up second guessing that I've got it all. And yeah. so mm-hmm. so it's more of just like it feels like a unnecessary exercise for just for me personally to try to define it. But right. I do think that like. You know, if I had to try to identify some qualities of it, I think there's something about joy involved mm-hmm. in play. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sometimes when you're playing, you're not having fun, but I think kind of like either the sum total is some sort of uh, some sort of joy that's part of it. I think oftentimes, you know, it's uh, there's kind of an elective quality to it, meaning like you sort of are making a choice to be part of this. Though I have a I have a um, this is a bit of an aside, but I just literally uh, y- yesterday. Two days ago, I spent the day with some other game designers trying to design a sidewalk chalk game where people would accidentally really people would accidentally start playing, and then mm-hmm. at some point they would sort of make a choice that I guess I'm playing now. <laughs> so like you know, so this notion of elective is a little fuzzy. Like you might not you might not intentionally play, but at some point you sort of recognize that I'm in a state of play now, or I'm enjoying myself, and that yeah. and maybe to me that seems like a useful yes or important thing. Um, so I don't know. I guess uh, what was the other part of the question? Other well, than defining yeah, and, play? yeah, but the the idea of like when you say play, when when you talk about play, what are you talking about? Maybe is a better way to to think about it. And and yeah, I think that's right. And then like, how do comics as a as as a a medium? Um, where, how do the how how does that factor into this idea of play? Yeah. So, um, I, I, as as my origin story kind of implies, like I have no like uh, explicit commitment to comics as a medium um, in any more way than I might of like video games or of yeah. movies or of television. But 
but I see all of these as artifacts <laughs> that are ways of kind of exploring and creating and and imagining and and uh, and playing. And so for me, as I as a particularly with my work with kids, um, as well as just you know being a dad and being someone who's who's kind of interested in these things, like comics are a rich space for all kinds of imaginative play and, and narrative exploration and identity uh, tinkering. And so, you know, Mike and I, we did a project a few years ago and, and it was around, uh, it was a project called Remixing Wakanda. And it was around this idea of engaging in speculative design practices. And, mm-hmm. and the reason we chose Wakanda and the reason we chose, you know, the Black Panther was because like, this was a artifact that, was really uh, in people's minds at the time. It was this, you know, the Black Panther movie had just come out and it's this huge kind of cultural moment. And so it was like, oh, this is an artifact we can easily uh, invite people to play with. People are already wanting to play with this and it becomes kind of this um, structure. It becomes a medium. It becomes a story that would easily invite them to do this kind of speculative design practice, which we felt would be interesting and meaningful. So for me, it's like comics are just like, one of a collection of possible tools we can use that are really exciting um, and rich for story generation and and kind of experimentation and exploration. Mm. I mean, I would kind of say the same thing too, like just about play in general. I also refrain from trying to define it, but I do think that from our podcast and just doing engaging in all of these different silly things related to play, I think we've done a whole bunch of stuff that could yeah. go somewhere, it could go nowhere. And I think we've grown accustomed to be okay with both those things happening. Um, I think we are trying to figure out like what it is when we engage in it and what are the qualities of it that we come out of, what are the conditions related to play. And so I think that's been like useful for us. So I think in general now, when I like tell teachers what play is, cause they've a lot of times like, you know, obviously like, teachers want a definition of it. I think yeah. I've like gotten more accustomed to like saying, okay, if I had to give you a definition right now, here's what I think it is. Um, and, you know, I think that's part of it, like flexibility. I think the ability to move in and out of it, I think as soon as someone forces you to play, it's not play any longer. <laughs> um, but I think the idea that you could step into it, but then you could also step out. And I think that's really yeah. been helpful for me as far as like creativity, yeah. right? Because I think that's, a big part of play is the ability to be creative and, you know, have boundaries and rules, but be able to step out of it sometimes. Um, And I think that's like my thing with like art. I've been trying to do like art, but I also have been feeling like if I take a couple art classes and I don't like it, it's okay for me to be like, I'm I'm done with this. Yeah. That was a nice experiment. And All I right. Think that's a big Write it down. Haney, Haney thinks able... art is dumb. <laughs> no, I don't. No, think I'm kidding. Art is dumb. <laughs> I just don't feel like I don't have certain <laughs> kinds of talents. What? I don't have certain kinds of talents and qualities, and it's okay to experiment and sit with it. There. You know, and I think that's a big part of play is to experiment and explore, and it's okay. Like you don't necessarily have to be this like olympic player (laughs) like you could still just do the thing and try it out and that's okay right looks like and uh, this could easily end up being uh you guys should do a podcast um (laughs) but um (laughs) but but i think i mean all of so many of these sort of markers of what play you know i know when i see it right talking about art is like i know Mm -hmm. like i know what it is when I'm doing it, 
um, but then there mm-hmm. are uh, markers that are so f- frowned upon in so or or, or um, um, excluded from educational to formal educational spaces, experimentation, right? Um, yeah. Collaboration, um, imagination. I'm trying to think of other ocean words, Uh, but, but well, uh, right. Yeah. I mean, one thing that Haney, one thing that Haney brought out that I think is really important here. And it's something that definitely is underlying our, the pop and play podcast is that, and I know you might feel exactly the same way. Like oftentimes when we think of or talk about play, whether it's as parents or even as, as educators, we think of it as a thing that kids do. Yeah. And, you know, we have been very intentional from the Mm -hmm. very beginning about elevating play as a, a valuable set of practices that we all engage in. Yes. And that includes like, you know, you use, the, you, we talked about the word here a few times now experimentation. Like I think when we are doing our research, we're often in a state of play. Um, oh, yeah. And, and mm. that, that's a valuable part of how I do my work is, mm-hmm. is play is playfully <laughs> doing yep. my work playfully. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. trying to start to recognize it, the ways in which we play as humans, not, not as kids or not as adults, yep. but as humans, uh, to recognize that stuff, to to value it, to elevate it. You know, this is also part of this other initiative that Haney and I have kind of started here. The New York City Play Consortium is starting to kind of try to invite other designers and professionals and entertainers and people uh, throughout the city to think about play and, and design new play environments. So mm. like play is happening all over the place over the for place. all of us. And like, yeah. that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. And the idea that play and, and 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 you all take play and i i do as well um very seriously and not meaning it is serious but like it matters like <laughs> play is not something disposable that you do when you're a kid and then when you grow up you stop playing and you do right, you, right? Uh, or if you do it has to be competitive like if you do play yeah. if <laughs> you have to be number 1 and all others are number 2 <laughs> or lower like well <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. I just want to draw a picture and that's okay too. Yeah. But right. This like uh, nice as, mystery men reference, but, by the way. Thanks. Thanks buddy. Um, <laughs> I, but no, go ahead. Go ahead. You had a, I mean, I'm seeing you have I a just, thought. No. Yeah. My thought is I feel like right with what you're saying is I think we always sometimes think play is kind of like this break or this waste of time. And maybe we just don't think of it as a waste of time that maybe it actually energizes us or gives us new thoughts or helps us see something very differently. And so I think we're like trying to get people Mm -hmm. to understand that if you engage in this day of play, it is not like a wasted day or you just took a vacation for one day, (laughs) right? That it can actually mobilize new ideas and thoughts in the process. That is, so everyone who's listening to this, pause, rewind it, and then listen to that again because this this idea of well I have to be productive right this idea of I have yeah. to um and, and I even find myself doing this I was like especially mm-hmm. in that weird space right after the the semester when I'm like objects in motion stay in motion and I'm like <laughs> go for a walk dude you mm-hmm. just do something go don't work yeah do not do not check yeah. your e- email today right it's like go play go go wait, go take your replica sting sword and just go spin around in the back in the yard <laughs> that is fine but i'm like no must adult things must full must i think do your it. neighbors would think that's awesome my neighbor is actually my <laughs> dean and i know he would think it was awesome <laughs> was my he might join me 
Um, but um, this is part of like I, right? I, I mentioned the the play consortium, but um, you know after the pandemic, uh, everything was like you know the news and the papers and people like in schools. Everything was like learning loss and loss yeah. of productivity, yeah. and we got to get back to normal. And everything was more, 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 go, 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 work, yeah. work, work. And, you know, we all experienced like a collective trauma of a couple yeah. of years and people experienced all sorts mm -hmm. of yeah. horrible tragedies. And, and I think, you know, Haney and Lalita and I and Michael Preston, we were just like, people just need to play. Yep. <laughs> like that is part mm -hmm. of the healing. That is yep. part of being quote unquote productive and working and getting mm -hmm. to normal yeah. is also finding joy and playing and, and yeah. just being, being part of life. And so I think, yeah, I think that that aspect that you just said, Haney, about how, how much of a core part it is of yeah. kind of functioning and productivity or whatever. Uh, not that you play so you can be more productive, right? Right, but that you don't have to mm -hmm. see it as somehow or another a, a failure when you go enjoy yourself mm -hmm. and play, mm -hmm. or yeah. that you could have been doing something useful, right? Like play is not useful, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. sometimes being happy is a resistance. <laughs> I mean, that's Audrey Lord, right? Like, <laughs> mm. but. It's an uh, joy is an act of resistance or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, happiness as a as an agentic space, if we want to put it that way. Like, I'm choosing this like Nathan, you're talking like I'm actually choosing to play to play this surprise game or not. Mm -hmm. But there's agency mm -hmm. in the choosing rather yeah. than oh, I got to yeah. go do this. Blah, blah. Right. <laughs> Which is one of the reasons yeah. that it's when I try and level up in <laughs> geography or whatever, it's like. This doesn't feel like a game. This feels like a trick. <laughs> I love how the through line of this episode is leveling up. <laughs> uh, it's what I do. Um, it's on my. It's on my mind. I've been. I. I, I just uh, have been been writing about Dungeons and Dragons for the past <laughs> three mm. weeks. So I'm mm -hmm. all about the level up. I'm all about experience <laughs> points. Um, um, what do you think? the future okay when you think about the future of play what i guess what does that what might that look like what could that look like um because i i was i was recently I, i'm introducing slowly um my my kids to things i think they should see we just watched uh indiana jones and the the um mm. uh raiders of the lost ark um, and then we just watched uh, Back to the Future and like baby Elijah Wood is like, use your hands. My kids love Back to the yeah, Future. That was, right. that was I was a just, good I was one. thinking about Back like, to the Future is a classic. Yeah, they, I have always loved it, obviously. But they that was one of those. A lot of times you show your kids old movies and they're like, yeah, why are you making me watch this? But that, that was one. It's of real things. vulnerable. <laughs> that one. Yeah, hit. that's a classic. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious what you think the future of play is. Either will like it'll continue to look like, X, you know, ABC or, or or this. Here's the the contours of what we think it might, where we think it's heading. Because people, I mean, they're not going to stop playing. <laughs> There's not, despite maybe despite late stage capitalism's best efforts. I don't think people are going <laughs> to stop playing. Um, so what what might that look like going in in the in the near future? What are some things you are finding interesting? Um, some projects that maybe you're saying oh, this is indicating the way we're we're starting to think about rock mm, paper scissors to see who goes question. first. I yeah. started the last yeah, one, so a, I'm gonna let you. 
No, it's such a hard question. I mean, Sorry. I was thinking about, I, w- I was thinking like, I'm in the early childhood space, obviously. And so like the, the conversation for a long time has always been like, there's no time for playing kindergarten and blah, blah, yeah. blah, you know? And I think I was like, kind of leaning into that for a little while but then i was like you know what like this is not my research does not show that actually like kids are just playing like all the time like it doesn't matter if it's like math if it's writing if it's like you're supposed to be quiet at the carpet whatever there's like a lot of playful things happening and it's like just a matter of like paying attention to it and so i wasn't sure if the takeaway for me has always been like i think for a little while i was like oh you should make more time for play but i don't always think that that's the solution to that i think there's like a different way of thinking and looking Mm -hmm. you know thinking about play that i think is really interesting and then i think connected to that the our last season of pop and play we did an intergenerational thread and theme and we do think there's opportunities for something to happen between generations um in regards to play something that both like i feel like sometimes when children play adults feel like they have to sacrifice like a little piece of themselves that <laughs> they have to watch like loud house or something and i think you like know and i think the, the, this, uh, the is... amount of loud house hate <laughs> in this episode i'm trying to, I'm trying to You're get talking about three lines. the three lines is is, is f, f that show all right but loud house needs to be canceled from nick jr if it's still on fyi <laughs> Um, anyway, this podcast brought to you so by Nick think, Jr. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I think that they're like, we still have yet to discover what the yeah. intersection of adults and children playing can mm. be that can be really productive and interesting mm. and really generative for both people, both groups of people to really, or all groups of people across the spectrum to get really interested in. And I think that's like part of the experimenting, right? That's what Nathan was doing yesterday at Columbus Circle or at Central Park, right? To figure out like what are the intersections of play in that area. So I don't know. So you brought, and I showed Nathan this, Nathan uh, rudely, so very rudely said, if we asked you to be in our collector episode, we would still be talking. And it was like a week after the episode dropped. Uh, So that was rude, but not wrong. You'll notice I'm not contesting that. But this idea of of intergenerational play, like here's my, I got my, for those of you who see, this is the new from the the movie, the Snake Eyes movie, but the the G.I. Joe, the new G.I. Joe figures. Um, My kids love playing with my old G.I. Joes um the like the rubber band ones i'm like isn't this cool and they're like yes boing 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 like (laughs) like, because they used to be made of like rubber bands with like the o-ring right snap them and like i gave them like and then it like pinches you to death yeah Yeah, here's here's lady J, and like this is amazing oh i saw 80 points of articulation and they're like boing boing like They like to, like to take her hair off. Like they're just like looking for ways to like. I was like, oh, I don't think these are like, I don't think these are for kids. Like, they, but there was something intergenerational about it where I felt like I was sacrificing. Mm-hmm. I was like, leave my GI Joes alone. <laughs> um, but also they were very like uh, we watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, and uh, we watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, and. At the end, spoilers for a movie that's as old as I am. Um, <laughs> at the end, when they like wheel the ark into the warehouse, 
Yeah. When I tell you that my 10-year-old screamed out of frustration, <laughs> like, oh, I was like, oh, it still works because I was there. That's me. Yep. <laughs> so there's this like, there's a generational thing. I think that's really, really interesting. And, and I think you're right. There's, there's, uh, there's, there's things to be, there, there's something between how adults think about play and grownups, uh, think about play mm-hmm. and kids. That, that's, that's very interesting. And, um, mm-hmm. how that expresses itself in those like interesting and fun ways. And then in some of those, like, well, this is really how you should, this is how you play. And one of the things I found is like mm-hmm. grownups are always trying to tell kids how to play. <laughs> right. It's like, mm-hmm. right. Like when you're mm-hmm. making stuff, it's like, no, do it like that. And it's like, this mm-hmm. has a rocket ship fin and it goes to the moon. It's like, mm-hmm. well, how's it going to get to the yeah. moon? Like, bro, leave it. Let him. I asked, I asked my well, five-year-old, what did you want to be? I said, I said to, uh, to my now five-year-old, I was like, what do you want to be? Uh, you know, he was talking about like what he wants to be is when he, when he, the job he wants when he grow, grows up. And I was like, well, you're five. What do you want to do? And he goes, shark dentist. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> shark dentist. That is awesome. And I was like, why do you want to be a shark dentist? I was like, what do you want to be? You mean marine biologist? Like, I was, <laughs> and he said, no. <laughs> I was like, because we're into octonauts, and he's like, oh, marine biology, which is oh, great, yeah, right? And it was like underwater stuff. So peso, like, oh. peso is always uh, right. helping out the animals, pulling their teeth. There's that really great episode where, yeah, but no, 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 shark. not marine biologist, not an octonaut, a shark dentist. He wanted to because because sharks are always losing their teeth, so he'd always have a he'd be gainfully employed. I was like, that's a good great. strategy, man. Great. He also likes sharks. I, I admire I admire that out of box thinking. Yeah. Excellent. Shark dentist. <laughs> the part he the needs world. to figure out is whether or not sharks have money. But otherwise, he's crushing it. <laughs> I, think, I think he just wants <laughs> to make he's a crushing. necklace. He just wants to make a necklace of shark teeth. <laughs> yeah. I think that's oh, all the payment he, he needs. Then he can sell it. The point of it is please capitalize on your interests. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Nathan, what yeah. do you think about the future of play? Like where, what are some things that are interesting you're seeing um, in, in like, where are we headed with, with this notion of, of play? And the, and the reason that I'm interested in this question is um, I just see a lot of like, I'll go to like a conference and there'll be like 95 startups that are like, Gaming and playtime yeah. of it's only yeah, a subscription. Yeah, yeah. It's classroom ninja, and people on time get classroom ninja. Get a fruit. More, more experience points. Right, more experience. Oh. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm interested, like where the cool, where like the interesting stuff is, rather than the, you know, the Elon Muskery of it. Ugh, Muskery, gross. Please. <laughs> Edit that out. Edit that out. Sounds smelly. I mean, so I think I I, I don't know for sure, but I think uh, I, I think the muskery is is going to keep coming. I think we're going to continue to to deal with the muskery. We're going to continue to deal with sort of corporate uh, uh, attempts to to commodify everything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think Haney's point about the fact that like little kids are playing constantly. And I think I think people are as well. Uh, we don't always call it play, but we're sort of doing that as well. Uh, one of the one of the things I was thinking about as we were doing our our you know making people accidentally play designs the other day was when you're crossing a um, a street and you're walking on a crosswalk. How often you start to 
just step on the 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 white uh mm. bands or between the white bands you start kind of turning even if especially whenever i'm with my kids it happens all the time but whenever even when i'm by myself i start catching myself doing that right and mm. that's play that's yeah. like taking yeah. a space and turning it into a little game that you're trying to you know to, to uh, succeed at or whatever and i think um you know i think if uh if Microsoft has their way, they're going to gamify crosswalks. You know, like I think, I think corporations mm. are going to try to find every chance they get to turn something into a product that they can sell. And, and, and so that's going to keep happening. My hope yeah. is that, you know, people in humanity continue to be resilient and, and mm. play in the ways that they want to play um, and to find ways to take technology in particular, because that's an area I spend a lot of time thinking about, and seeing it as a, a tool for play. So whether it's, yeah. you know, all these new AI tools, instead of it just being, oh, I'll, I'll ask the AI and the AI will give me an answer and now I can continue with my productivity, you know, instead engaging in super silly and crazy conversations with these agents or or using, you know, these these image generation tools to to come up with these crazy stories about yourself and, mm-hmm. and you know, experimenting mm-hmm. with it. I, I think my hope is that, that we continue to explore tools that allow us to be creative and allow us to explore and allow us to experiment with things that we want to experiment with. But mm. I also want to acknowledge that there's a side to this. And this is something again, that Haney and I have talked a, a bunch about. There's a side to the, to play that I think also is useful for us to take a step and recognize that like not everyone feels that they have the luxury of play. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you mentioned sort of late stage capitalism as we like increasingly feel the screws turned to us, you know, right now there's all these people in the world that are, have the screws like turned to them constantly and they find ways I'm sure to play, no doubt, but play doesn't feel like a thing that they're supposed to do or allowed to do or, or, or it feels like it's a luxury. And I think, I think more and more of the world is going to feel that way. And, um, and so I think it's important, you know, sort of like, what's the future. I think it's important for us to, to recognize those tensions, yep. to try to kind of create mm-hmm. space for that. And, and again, to, to find ways to value it and not to see it as somehow the antithesis of um, productivity or the antithesis of right. survive in the world. Because I think it is part of how we survive mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. and deal with the difficult things that we have to deal with. So yes. I don't know. I don't have like a name for that, but I, I but no. I feel like all of that is, is part of what's swirling around out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, and- both it's both it's both a tension and, and a conflict as well as I think a, a way for us to yeah an opportunity. No, that makes that makes total yeah. sense. And and I think part of and and we I've said this in in a couple of other interviews. Um, and you can go and check those episodes out. But like, it's messy. And um, mm-hmm. if there's one thing that power structures don't like is mess. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like this is like I don't know what it is, but how can we sell it if we don't know what it is? I'm not trying to tell it. I'm we can't market it if we can't what's the log line? Do stuff. <laughs> have fun. Yeah. Do stuff, have fun. Yeah. Right. And like it's harder to control that. It's harder to control the things that aren't like quantifiable. Right. Yeah. Um and and so the one of the I guess one of the things I've noticed in the three line is like, I don't know what play is. I know it like I see it. There it is. Yeah. And here are some hallmarks, but like I don't know. Uh, it's going to look different. I don't and know what I, it's going to, I don't know what I it's going to be, we, man. What's that? And I think we know it when we don't see it too. So <laughs> we know we don't see it. Right. Too. right. Yeah. It's like, well, that's we know not when it. we don't see it and it's very clear and evident when it's not present. 
Right. And that I think can yeah. make some people um that that tension of not not only not like having a like, well, here's what it is, but then being okay yeah. with that. Just being like, I don't know. It I don't know what's mm-hmm. gonna happen. I think we'll probably keep doing mm-hmm. it. And I was I was noticing this um my you know, in my my very fit, I guess uh, Tevya moment, sunrise, sunset. We're getting ready to end pre-K, and my kids are going to be going to the same elementary school. <laughs> and my big the, the thing one, and then thing thing one, thing, thing two, right? Thing one, thing two, <laughs> which makes me cat in the hat. Um, <laughs> you know the thing goldfish? one, thing. What's that? Kendra's the goldfish. goldfish. My wife is the goldfish. She's like, <laughs> oh my god, really? This is a terrible idea. <laughs> Yep. But thing one is telling thing two, all right, here's what you need to know about kindergarten. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. and thing two is like, will there be toys? And he's like, well, yeah, for the first couple of years, there'll be toys. And then you get recess. And then, you know, there's less toys. And like, but he's like, but don't worry, you still get to play. And I was like, that's interesting. Like, uh, the play will uh-huh. change, but like, we'll find different. Like, yeah. I was like, what'd you do in yeah. school today? And he's like, well, we did fractions, but I found a ring. I'm, True story. I found a ring outside, so then we made it the wolf power ring. <laughs> and all day, that's, that's what we did. We played, like, when we were supposed to be doing stuff, it was the wolf power ring, and we could turn ourselves into wolves whenever we wanted. And it's like, awesome. <laughs> Sweet. And I was like, I too read Animorphs. Um, <laughs> but, like, there's, there's there will be like this. I like to turn into a wolf. <laughs> all you have to do is go out and find some, some find some garbage ring. find some garbage in a field and then you're golden right but like the, if i could the, turn into one during a faculty meeting that'd be great oh my god i've been in faculty meetings with you sometimes you do <laughs> um but i have a question actually it's more of a comment <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> um the, the I'm sorry. In 2015, you. <laughs> um, but like the idea that play will always exist um, and that we will find a way to continue to do that. But we also have to understand the tr- the, the the tension here of like um, the the need. I, I will say the need or at least the drive to play gets co- capitalized. Like that's what mm. like. Right. This brought to you by DraftKings. Do you need to play but feel need to do it like a grown-up? Well, <laughs> pretend you are a manager of a baseball team and guess. It's like five free dollars. Like that's play, but monetize, right? But like yeah. um, and so I think like there will always be those no those notions of play. I do the same thing walking down. I'm like, how many steps does it take to get from one sidewalk brick to the other? The answer. <laughs> Might surprise me. One, <laughs> two, three. One, two. Oh, that one took two. Interesting. Right? Like, yep. I must have taken bigger steps. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I t- turned into a game where I'm like walking to the farmer's market <laughs> to get carrots. Is that you know? Right. But like the the instinct, um, the humanizing instinct to to in like enjoy life rather than like not. I don't know what the, yeah. that's the opposite of unjoy is unjoy the the inverse of enjoy i don't know i don't know uh, I, I look forward to your emails <laughs> um okay so <laughs> the youtube comments are just like Ugh. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> all right. So last thing, last thing here is a a a, a game of of sorts. Um, we're calling it the short box. Um, what are some things that people need to immediately go out and read or see or hear or 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 cook? <laughs> or make chimichangas. chimichangas right now <laughs> um, and say a snarky comment while you make it <laughs> at the fourth wall um, exactly. look right into the camera <laughs> look right into the camera <laughs> um, so well uh, Haney what's in what's in the short box what's 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 in your curated I mean, list of things to do because because we talked about this at the beginning uh, before Nathan hopped on, everybody should be watching Succession because it is like a piece of art. Okay, I kid you not. It really, everybody really is. is terrible, but every single person is so good at what they do in there that I feel like all of them are amazing. Especially Sarah Snook, aka Shiv, who's I love. Amazing. I love. I love she is. Succession, and I love that one of the characters is actually named Shiv. Shiv, I know. And there's all Stabby these, Knife. There's this all is my daughter, like, Stabby Knife. The dialogue, yeah, the dialogue is great because I think there's one point where Tom's like, are you going to shiv the shiv? Shiv, are you going to shiv us or something? Are you going to shiv? <laughs> like, is it time like, to I shiv, shiv? It. You're like, nah, yeah. gotcha. Uh, much like, uh, yeah. I, will, I will say Succession, much like um, um, there's a show um, called In the Loop, and Veep, uh, same same guy, um, uh, where uh-huh. swearing is swearing is an artistic medium, where he's like, "That's yeah. lyric. That's absolutely lyric." Yeah, yeah I love yeah. those mm. words. Just yeah. sound so yeah. wonderful together. Veep, I can't say God, them the, in public. <laughs> dead, the dialogue would be around the, other the show swearing is so good. Yeah. Yep. The dialogue around the swearing is so good. So anyway, and then recently on Hulu, I discovered this thing called Champagne, Illinois, <laughs> and it's like. Okay, there's only one season until I think I got canceled. But is it's it like about champagne? Plays. Yes, it's about <laughs> champagne, Illinois. He's, and you know, I went, I That's went to weird. school there. I taught there. I lived there for a long time. Yeah. And I was like, well, I got it. I have to watch this. Gotta it's a comedy, that. and it's like yeah. so stupid, but it's kind of funny, <laughs> and I sort of like it. It's like that guy, okay, on Ted Lasso, who plays the Nigerian like king or whatever. Him. Oh yeah, yeah. He's one of the main characters in it. He was also in Veep. He I was like love that guy. Uh, the, Sam Richardson. Is, yeah. Yes. I, yeah. Him guy was also on the Mini Project, who played like that goofy doctor. Anyway, it's like them two. They're like a duo, and like the premise is that they were riding the coattails of their rap star friend, who suddenly falls off his balcony and dies. And now they have nothing. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> so. They have to they have to move back to Champaign, Illinois, which that I think sounds the best too. That they're oh, like Champaign, Illinois. Oh, Adam, pa- really? Adam Paley. Oh, wow, that's really okay. good. That's on my list. <laughs> so anyway, yes, those two. I've recommended, by the way, I've recommended this to to you before, Haney. Um, another another mm-hmm. Sam Richardson uh, delightful show is um, Detroiters. Cosign. So with, funny with uh mm. with Tim 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 uh Tim uh Rob, Robbins? What's Tim Robinson Rob? yeah Robinson yeah oh yep. very funny Tim show. Robbins Robinson? yeah from I think you should leave that Tim, Tim Robbins yeah Tim Robinson right uh, or... yep yep which is and he shows up on they all show up on each other's on each other's shows um mm. and Nathan what's on your what's on your on your short box what's in the 
What's in the hopper for you? I was doing some Googling to make sure that I had Tim Robinson's name correct. Um, uh, so, man, I, I, lots of things right now, but I, I would say um, things that I want people to make sure they check out. One thing that I think you should check out if you haven't is a show called Girls 5 Eva. Um, <laughs> Starring Sarah Bareilles. <laughs> I'm sorry, that show is annoying. It's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny. I'm gonna kick you in the short box. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, short please, please uh, visit our merch store where we will be selling mugs that said "Right in the Short Box" meaning on the mug. I like that show. Maybe part of the reason I like that show is it's it's the perfect show for my wife and I to watch together because it's um, my my uh, wife was a huge Spice Girls fan. And the premise of the show is essentially like a Spice Girls like uh, group of uh, a, a musical group that now they're middle aged and and they all have sort of different careers, many of them failures or one of them is a dentist, you know, all these kinds of things. And they're sort of trying to come back together for one last hit. And it's just very funny. The density of jokes in that show is like really high. And so I end up finding myself like laughing loudly a lot. Hi. Uh, good show. The other thing I would mention is, um, and I probably wouldn't have remembered to mention this, except for you talked about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I recently uh, read, and it came out, I think, in 2021, maybe, the uh, um, the Last Ronin uh, comic, which was very, very good. <laughs> and I won't spoil it because the the, the journey is, is, is really fun. Uh, even just the first... The first comic, you're like, whoa, this is going to be great. And uh, so I highly recommend you check that out. Definitely a different take on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A lot of fun. Um, mm. And then the last thing I'll mention, just because it is is the only thing I'm doing right now, uh, other than work, is play the new Zelda game, which is like super, super, super fun. <laughs> Tears super of the Kingdom. Is it like, is it like old school Zelda? No, it's like New School Zelda. It's like the so there was a game that came out a few years ago, I guess like six years ago now, called uh, Breath of the Wild, which was kind of an open world Zelda game where you you could kind of explore mm. and and it was really fun for the fact that you know, you'd like see a mountain in the distance, like I'm gonna go figure out what that mountain is, and you could like climb it, and it was just really open in the in the ways in which you could kind of move through the space in a way that most even most open world games aren't. But in this one, um, it's more of the same, but there's this added tweak to it which is basically that you can build anything you want you can take any object in the world and combine Mm. it with any other object and it leads to just absolutely absurd moments and situations and so you just find yourself just absolutely playing and not actually like doing the quests or doing right you're supposed to be doing just like i'm gonna glue this apple to that guy's head and then put a rocket on their back and just see what happens (laughs) and it works it'll do that and the you know something funny happens and and everybody laughs. So, um, very fun game. I, I mean, I think most people that, that like video games are already playing it. So, no one needed me to recommend that. But very fun. It's, it's, on my, it's in my short box. Don't I always think it. of Breath of the Wild when I think of the difference between nostalgia and revisiting. Where I'm like, oh, remember when I was eight? Now I'm different. I'm <laughs> this is ruins, <laughs> and so am I. <laughs> There's a lot of joy in that, though. And, but and there I, is. Know, there absolutely is. It kind of it kind of mm. does capture that sense of of exploration that mm-hmm. I think uh, I, I play a lot of games that are like narrative driven because I like stories. But um, there there mm. is something really fun about just 
being being in a place where you're constantly discovering something yeah. and uh, it yeah. does it does a great job of scratching that itch of just discovery which i feel like it, the first not to get to this is a different podcast this is the video game podcast but like the very first zelda game was like that too like the first thing you did is you like walked in this little cave and the guy says take this it's dangerous and you get a sword and then like you didn't know where you're supposed to go you just went <laughs> and you just explored and you found a dungeon or maybe you didn't but it was very much a sense of exploration absolutely um and the thing i'm looking forward to it's it's not out yet but to your point, Nathan, uh, and to uh, comics related is the new the new upcoming Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Super excited uh, about uh, Which, across by all accounts, across the Spider-Verse. Um, and then also the video game, um, the new the amazing the new amazing Spider-Man that's coming out because um, I, I distinctly remember how pleased you were. You're like, because you my deep and abiding love of Spider-Man, I came over. My God, that reminds me. I have your Spider-Man games, Joe. <laughs> Oh yeah, I loaned it to uh, Neo when he had COVID. <laughs> I'm bringing people together on this podcast and, and reminding them, <laughs> reminding them of the debts they owe each other. That's what I do. Um, but I remember I, because we were such long, we're such long-standing friends or at least acquaintances. Um, when I came over, to, you were like, "Please sit," and I was like, "Is everything okay?" And you gave me the controller, and you were like. You know how you've always wanted to be Spider-Man? And I was like, go on. And you're like, just swing around the city, man. And like, you just watched. You just watched me revert to seven and just going, and like, where's your office? And like, we just like ran around. Like, we ran around New York. I was like, can we go to TC? And it's like, can we go right where we are right now? And you're like, yes, we can. I was like, what? I read, like I was so pleased. That's awesome. Right. And it was just such a nice moment. I was like, I feel so seen, but please stop talking. I'm Spider-Man now. Um, <laughs> I talked I, about, I'm looking. <laughs> I talked about that game on our podcast too. I, I think I, I had it as a what's popping once. And the thing that I'll just briefly say is you feel like you're Spider-Man when you play. And, the, and part of the, part of the way they accomplish that is as you're swinging and doing that, the character that you're playing in the video game is going, Wee! Ah! and you're doing that on the couch <laughs> at the same time. And it's just like, you have this like synchronicity. Yeah. <laughs> He's also saying, that feels Wee. like a good Twitch stream. Yeah, uh, we should do that. Oh, That's just, a Twitch stream. Just people get, being, being giddy with happiness. Um, yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> So, y'all, thank you for this uh, this giant size uh, extended uh, team up podcast uh, team up here. Um, where can people find you if they want to continue the conversation? Um, uh, besides at Teachers College or playing uh, on the sidewalk? <laughs> yeah, come to come to my office. Uh, no, you got. So, I hope I hope people uh, feel encouraged to check out our podcast, Pop and Play. That, that we, we've mentioned a few times is something that Haney and I have been working on now for three seasons. Okay. Uh, you can find it at tc.edu slash pop and play. My advice is just hop in season three and um, choose an episode that sounds interesting to you and, and see if it's something you like. And then there's plenty more to go back to if you want to check out. But um, I think we we feel like we've gotten better as we've done it. So, you know, the- <laughs> yeah, that's great advice. Season three is so much better than our first two attempts. But it's also because we are experimenting. <laughs> yeah, we're experimenting. We're trying. And I, you know, we, I went back and listened to some of the early ones. Yeah. And there's some gems in there too. So they're not, you know. But yeah. don't feel like I, I, so I feel too. like people sometimes think, oh, I have to start at the beginning. It's not like yeah. that. Just jump you in, don't. find an episode that sounds fun to you, and and check it out. And then yes. uh, related to that, though, you should also check out um, our uh, uh, affiliated TikTok 
the trashies. How do they find that, Haney? Because I don't do I don't know the TikTok. Uh, you could just go on TikTok and look for Pop and Play Pod, and you will come across our TikTok channel with Yuana Literat, and it's called the Trashy Awards. I was gonna that was my other thing too. Like my TikTok algorithm is now so perfect that it shows me a lot of pre K graduation videos of like this one random kid going nuts at graduation during the dance number while the other kids are just going to do and there's a there's one kid that's always like yeah really into it, yeah. and i love it the whole doing thing the, is great doing the most perfect tiktok algorithm <laughs> but check out trashy awards pop and play pod trashy the trashies are really fun they're short they're funny uh, uh professor lerat talks about like stuff that is we all know sucks and it's trashy, but brings us great joy and, and we should celebrate it. And so, you know, it's, it's fun. It's a spirit of play. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is. It is indeed. Um, thank you. Thank you all for joining us. Um, Thanks for having us. Yeah, of I course. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yay. Um, they got Mike's episode on pop and play. Yeah. I was uh, going to say, that's where you should start. Two. Yes, we do. You should season start with two. season uh, two. I think the the bad season. Episode. Apparently <laughs> I no, too can hold no, a grudge. No, no. Um, <laughs> no, we're saying we got better, the two of us. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, but thanks, thanks to everybody um, for listening and and for joining us again. You can follow me on Twitter until it uh, implodes at, at <laughs> mbdando or on Instagram at uh, the Dandalorian. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can not follow me on TikTok because I am scared of it. Um, <laughs> or you can oh, find, playing, or you can find me playing Twitter. on the sidewalk. <laughs> what, what just, what's that? What'd you say, Annie? We are also on Instagram and Twitter. Pop and play pod. There you go. All right. Thanks, everybody, for, for joining us. And uh, as always, we'll see you next time. Bye. Great. Thank you. Bye. Bye.